position. Affirmative. Negative. I am the milkman. My milk is delicious. Roger that. Okay, let's go. Welcome to the Best Linux Games Podcast. Go, go, go! The best Linux games, the best games available for the uh, GNU slash Linux operating system via the mechanism and distribution network known as Steam, brought to you by Valve. After 700,000 years, the Steam has come to Linux, and beyond that, it has come to Linux in the form of the egalitarian Linux-like platform, Steam, an open marketplace in which Everyone, total meritocracy, everyone, regardless of size, amount of money, regardless of amount of developers, and prospective sales. But if you have a game, and it is good, then get time and it will thrive. And you will be my work. Gentlemen, it's Saturday, and that means it's time for one thing. It's time for the podcast where the quality goes in before the name goes on. You're listening to the Best Linux Games Podcast, a companion piece to the uh, Steam group of the same name. Find us on Steam, you know, uh, join us on Steam, and friend me on Steam. My name is Scooky Sprite. I am your host. In case this is your first time here, uh, the ground rules for everything that we do are very simple. We have news, we have the latest titles that we are interested in, of course, features, you know, like kind of in-depth looks or reviews, and then we have, of course, everyone's favorite, the deals, uh, the best games that you can buy for as cheap as possible. If you join us on the group, our recommendations are curated with the sole criteria of It must run on Linux, and it must be really good. These are recommendations only, of course. Uh, not complete reviews, which generally will follow, um, especially once they get some other mofos on this show. And as always, the content that awaits you ahead may not be appropriate for members of all species, races, genders, classes, creeds, and especially might not be age or work appropriate. So, it begins. Let's get the next game on, bitches! Hello and welcome to episode number 337 of the Bells Linux Games Podcast. Being recorded for you on this Saturday, the 10th of April, 2021 at 8.15 p.m. 6.15 p.m. Pacific Coast, left coast, coast with the most. Crack! Engineer Ivor Molina over there in the booth holding up the whiskey sign. That was a great idea, Ivor. Oh my goodness. What a week. We have a another short shorter ish show for you this week. But first, whiskey. Mm. Oh, that's good. And necessary. Whiskey keeps us whole. Ivor, you're fired. Um let's get straight to our story. It's might be a shorter show, but and I word on you fucking say it every time I say it, it's gonna be a short show. It's like seventeen fucking hours long. Um, I wore you're fired. You're fired. I wore. I wore. You're fired. I wore. You're fired. Um, in spite of its lack of girth or lack of lack of length, it more than makes up for it in girth. Oh, I. 
<laughs> Talk about walking the plank. So, um, first off, uh, our top our top stories. Thanks to Shadow Glare for this awesome story um, from the Discord about uh, the Plague Inc. Plague Inc. The de- the developer behind Plague Inc. Which is a simulator that I've talked about many times on the show since the rise of the pandemic and which tonight I'm going to do a run where I specifically am talking to my mom basically as I do the run so it's like it's going to be a slower run it's going to be about 30 minutes long but for those but for people I've been playing plaguing for a long time and it's one of the things that's made this pandemic so fucking terrifying because I know how this works. And Plague Inc., and I've said this many times before, is a simulator. It's more than just a game. It's a simulator. Well, Shadow Glare pointed out on the Discord that Plague Inc. The Cure, which is now, which is like a kind of, uh, it's almost like a DLC, but it's kind of also a different game. I've only played it for 26 seconds. Like, because I got this exactly 15 minutes ago um but what was more fascinating than the cure is oh this is this is a linux game consortium post too oh well good thanks to linux game consortium as well um plague inc the cure which is like a dlc but also kind of like a sequel but it's also kind of the opposite of plague inc where the goal is to kill every human being on the face of the planet with your pathogen they started making a game called Plague Inc. The Cure where you try to cure an outbreak. Instead of killing everybody, you have to save everybody. And in vindication of my assertions that it is a simulator, not just a game, it's a simulator. Here's the headline. Plague Inc. The Cure developer working with the World Health Organization. Uh, They brought together... uh, epidemiologists and doctors from the World Health Organization including Dr. Paul Effler um, they brought them all together not just to play the game as like a publicity like they brought the developer into like the World Health Organization but they also did this event where expert and gamers joined forces to fight the COVID virus I'm going to pop this into our um, show blurb for our video of the week just in case I've seen a little bit of it this is a really cool thing unfortunately it does highlight why I've been depressed these last three days we are losing this battle against anti-vaxxers against Maniacs who think that COVID is a hoax, that like the liberal media is lying to them or whatever the fuck. QAnon isn't helping fucking Donald Trump. Massive asshole. It's just like all cause for despair right now. As of right now, like right this second, the COVID positivity rates in Michigan are almost at 20%. That's across the state. It means roughly, because like it's 18% right now, but since there's not eight tenths of a person, it's not like a huge, that's not like a measurement. 
Because, like, people come in units of one. You know, that's like... Instead of... It's like... Two out of ten. Because you can't have 1.8 people out of ten. That's not a... Because you can't divide people into eighths. Or... Yeah, anyway. So, um, right now in Michigan, 20% of the population has COVID. That is horrifying. And it's rising. It is rising. Yesterday, uh, the the status quo that we've now reached over the last, I'd say, two to three weeks, which has been like 40,000 originally infections a day, ratcheted up to 60,000, which has been like kind of the mean plane for the last like at least two weeks. We went up to 82,000. This is not how we're going to win. And I'm just despairing. I'm despairing. I heard today that 40% of the Marines, the United States Marine Corps, Semper Fi, buddy, will not get the vaccine. And they can't be mandated to take it um, unless there's like an executive order, passing with commander-in-chief, you know, whatever. Uh, because it's still under uh, the experimental use license or whatever the fuck under the FDA. We are dicking around and we're all going to die if we don't fucking nail this and nip this in the bud right now. Get your shots, motherfuckers. Get your shots. If you are eligible, get your shots. I heard yesterday 73,000 doses of the COVID vaccine went wasted in Mississippi. The state of Mississippi. 73,000 people did not show up for their fucking appointments. They were, no, 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 no. No, wait, correction. Strike everything I just said. Reversal. It was 73,000 vaccination slots went unoccupied in Mississippi yesterday. Or maybe it was this week. Shit! God damn it, Ivor, you're fired! Okay, I produced a... Thank you, Ivor, for not helping me with this at all. Produced a news article. Friday, April 9th, 2021. Andrew Jacobs, Yahoo News. uh, Reports. Here's the headline. Oh, from the New York Times. In Mississippi, 73,000 vaccine slots and few takers. This is just ridiculous. Like, you gotta get your shot. Because every time, and there's a parallel thing that we're gonna bring up in a moment. Every time that the virus finds a new human host is another roll of the dice for it to mutate. And what happens in Plague Inc., and I've beaten the game literally hundreds and hundreds of times on my iPad. And I've beaten it, you know, maybe a dozen times on Linux, it runs great on Linux, it's a great game you should get it, oh by the way Plague Inc. The Cure is free for owners of Plague Inc. until COVID-19 goes away, and then they'll start charging for uh, Plague Inc. The Cure Mm. still have to buy the original Plague Inc. Evolved at whatever price it's at right now, but uh, if you own it already The Cure is free, which is hilarious talk about vertical integration eh Jack? um Jack Donaghy. But uh 
back to my point. So in Michigan, we have twenty percent of almost twenty percent. Two out of ten people are positive testing positive for COVID statewide. Mississippi has seventy three thousand vaccination slots that are available that are going un un uh, signed up for. People are not getting it's. They have the capacity. They have, but they lack the um, the arms, the actual human fucking arms to stick the shots into. Meanwhile, in Brazil, COVID is exploding. Uh, they've, they're cresting at over 4,000 people dying a day. This is what happens when you let when you let a demagogue for whom it's politically inexpedient to tell the truth and warn everyone about the massive health pandemic instead of just reopening the economy. This is this is the herd immunity that the GOP kept talking about. This is their version of herd immunity. Let it run wild. It'll run its course. Yeah, okay, well, the problem is whether you live in Michigan, whether you live in Brazil, wherever you live, this is n- not just Brazil or Michigan's problem. This is everybody needs to pull on the same rope because what happens in Michigan every new host that the virus finds that it can infect is another roll of the dice for the virus to mutate again right now what we've seen is kind of the way a normal game when you play as the virus pathogen in Plague Inc we're seeing this all play out normally by now, I was telling my mom today normally by now I have ended the world because it takes me about 13 months to end the world the only good news I have is that normally in Plague Inc if we're like 15-16 months into this pandemic almost a year and a half if by like a year in maybe 13-14 months in playing it super fast that's like 13 minutes of game time because I used to speed run it on all different pathogens and it's all pretty much the same. You just have to use different strategies for each pathogen. Um, and they're, you know, it's a great game and it's a fantastic simulator. But ultimately, at like 13 months in, if the humans have come up with a cure, a vaccine, and begin rolling it out, and I have not killed extensive amounts of the population to the point where countries begin to break down generally it's very hard for me to win and the win- the victory condition is that I kill every single human being on the face of the planet that having been said I have lost and I'm re I used to be really good at Plague Inc I have lost only on like super hardcore mode I have lost the game, but have destroyed the world 80% of the time when vaccines have been rolled out in a global effort um, at this point. So right now, what my experience from Plaguing tells me and by the way, the developer is working with the World Health Organization right now. So it's not just a game. It's one of those things that And honestly, I don't think that I would have been as mentally prepared 
for the unmitigated hellishness that the GOP has wrought over the last fucking year and a half and continues to rot, to, to rot, con- continues to bring to bear in this discussion from every angle. They are fucking us and they're going to get us all killed. Because here's how it works in Plague Inc. I beat the game so many goddamn times. I used to beat it fucking 10 times a day for like months, literally on my iPad. I beat it when I was taking a shit. I would beat it when I went to go get a pizza. I would beat it, you know, while I waited there. I would beat it at the bar before ordering the pizza. I would beat it seven times at the bar before ordering pizza. So, you know, an hour and 10 minutes. An hour and 25 minutes, something like that. Mm. There are distinct phases to a pandemic. It doesn't matter what type of pandemic it is, but for viruses, it's the same as anything else. So, well, viruses are a little different because viruses have this capacity to mutate rapidly, which is reflected in the game. It's reflected in the simulation. This is a problem because normally at this point, like if we take reality as it is, we are hitting what I call the recapitulation period of a pandemic. This is when the virus has spread across the entire world, has been everywhere. I've been everywhere, man. Has infected people in all settings and environments. And virus, and do do not mistake me, I'm not anthropomorphizing a virus. Viruses have no brain. Viri have no brain. Viri, they're like, they're, they're like alien shit. They're just like fucking DNA hijackers is what they really are. And they cause your cells to make more of them until the cell dies. And so, the thing about viruses is that they're very small and if they can infect everything the more things that they can infect every host is another roll of the dice as to whether or not it will mutate it's also it's not just a roll of the dice it's a fucking certainty that if you just let it oh quote unquote let it run its course without any fucking uh, intervention what you get is a progressively more deadly, more sophisticated, more difficult to defeat virus. So for instance, last, you know, 16 months, we've seen a virus rage across the face of the planet. And it has gone everywhere. Right now, so what we thought, what do I mean by this? Our assumptions about the virus from like last month are no longer as accurate as, or as certain as they were for the previous six months. Meaning that the future is increasingly uncertain. So how does this work? It's adaptation. It's genetic adaptation. The stronger strains of the virus from each corner of the globe, each environment from desert to urban to etc. So what does this mean? Well, whereas before the virus was pretty pretty uh what's the, what's the, what's the opposite of durable? 
It was pretty weak uh, against resisting and survive. There we go. It had low survivability, perhaps in hotter climates. Well, now it's been in fucking. It's been everywhere. It's been all sorts of hotter climates because as you've chipped away by not doing any social, by not doing any sort of fucking uh, across the board intervention the strains of the virus that are now heat resistant are all coming, they're all mixing together across the globe. Same thing goes for coal resistance. If you thought that you were fine if you were in the Philippines or in Greenland, uh, not that those are cold, well, Greenland's cold, but uh, but if you thought that you were you were going to be okay because, you know, we're, we're relatively isolated, well, that the, the virus will develop ways to get past the filters inside of airplanes if you let it get more hosts it will find a way you have to lock the shit down you have to stop the virus from getting more hosts uh, other things that I heard this month in the last three weeks uh, another straight out of Plague Inc., but it's in the fucking headlines. Later stages of a pandemic in Plague Inc., normally I try to start getting as many vectors as I can. So suddenly it's not just bats, it's humans. Then it's not just humans and bats, it's humans, bats, and dogs. Then it's human, bats, dogs, and cats. Then it's cattle. Then it's birds. Then it's insects. This is what happens when you fuck around with a virus. So get your fucking shots. And and here's the here's what's really worrying to me. In Plague Inc., no matter whether I'm doing great on my speedrun or doing terribly on my speedrun, I always destroy all of civilization. I might not kill everybody, but I always destroy all of civilization might take me three years generally it takes me 13 months but right now we're at a tipping point because there's a a thing that happens in the game and it's just it's not a moment that the game tells you about or trumpets or anything it's just what happens in the game and I've beaten it hundreds of times so I know how this works and this is where we are right now where all of the elite strains of the virus from each little corner of the world that they have managed to spread because they've been open incubators, they've been seething cauldrons, such as the United States has been a seething cauldron. We have our own variants, and guess what? Our variants are mixing with other people's fucking variants. So what you end up with, this is why I call it the recapitulation, in Sonata Allegro form, in music, yeah, you eventually have a recapitulation where you bring back all the themes and you tie them all up at the end. And that's what we're looking at because all of these elite strains, the ones that are now cold resistant, the the ones that you... So like what this means in practical terms is like, okay, so for urban centers, what we knew six months ago is no longer true. Might not be. Might not still be true. And because our data understanding lags by, you know, a factor of months. We have to, like, interpret the data. We have to first know what we're looking for 
then analyze it experimentally. You know, we have to, like, you know, well, what are the percentages? Then we have to introspect the data because we don't have an experimental playground for this shit. So we have to reverse engineer the experiment from the data because, you know, it'd be, it'd be insane to intentionally infect, you know, the entire world. Fucking 31 million people. You know, whatever. Anyway, bottom line is this. Eventually, right about now, right about now, is when the virus recapitulates and then respreads. And that's what you're seeing in the United States right now with the the B113, uh, I think it's 113, it's the British variant, which is more infectious, more durable. And so what we thought like before about what COVID was is no longer true. Like, and we won't know what is true until after we know it. Which is why you need to get a shot. So like, you know, one of the better pieces of news from like six or seven months ago was that it has a low survival, actually has a lower than thought survivability on surfaces. So touching shit wasn't such a horrendous, scary thing as it might have been. Well, through fucking letting it run wild through certain sections of urban communities. I'm talking about like, you know, cities, like places with, you know, cleaning crews and stuff and fastidious, you know, blah and high population density. Well, now it's surviving. We thought it couldn't, we we thought that heat would hurt it or, you know, would reduce its durability like most viruses. Well, now it has been brewing in, you know, South Africa, which is like the scariest variant, we have the California variant, which is almost as scary uh, because it... Anyway, the bottom line is the South African variant can punch through Pfizer's vaccine. This is what you get when you don't get a shot. When you listen to people who do not... who out of political expediency, refuse to accept the reality of scientific information that's presented to them. And right now we're on a tipping point. This is what I think. This can go on for the next six months or it can go on for the next two years. If it goes on for the next two years, we're all going to die. Because after the recapitulation, you end up with a super virus. This is where the number one strain out of all of the strains that have come from everywhere have all have gone back to everywhere and come back to reinfect the entire world again. And that is a very real possibility if we don't get vaccinated fast enough. The whole world needs to get vaccinated fast enough to stop this. But especially America. Especially America. Because the thing is, after the recapitulation, when you basically have a super virus that is survivable, that has high survivability in hot climates, cold climates, it it can pass via blood, via snot, via surfaces, via the air. It's airborne. Uh, It can pass via, um, from species to species, easily, cross-species uh, 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 infectability 
So like I said, you know, it went from bats to humans. That's one thing. Getting from humans to dogs is another thing. We've already crossed that. Getting to cats is basically trivial at that point. Getting to birds, which would be really bad. I don't know if that's happened yet. But we're rolling the dice every time one of us gets infected. And last week, just, I mean, literally like three days ago, I heard uh, on the news that um, I heard on the news that where our daily infection rate in the U.S., which had basically plateaued at 60,000 new infections a day, it was either, I think it was the day before yesterday, so like last two or three days, it, we're now up to 80,000 a day. The difference between 60,000 and 80,000 is only 20,000. But that 20,000, in terms of just sheer numbers of infections, that might not sound that bad. It's only a difference of 20,000. That is a 33% or, or th- can't be 33, it has to be 30%. And only three, it's like 20,000 of 60,000. That's 30%. But anyway, that's a 30% increase in infection rates. You continue that for another week. Like, let's just say only every week it goes up by 30%. Guess what? That's exp- that's explosive exponential fucking growth. And if you think that Michigan isn't your problem, if you think that Brazil isn't your problem, Brazil right now is a seething cauldron of incubation. And, by the way, do not mistake my tone for being callous and, and um, you know, uh, cold to the, you know, human human cost, the economic cost, cost of life, the, the numbers of deaths that we've already seen, and just the, the, the fucking tearing at our sanity, the disruption of our daily lives, of the hardships. Don't get me wrong. I'm not, I mean, I, I think about it all the time. Because it's, it's, it's what we are refusing to fucking acknowledge at this point. Out of political expediency, right now, Brazil, they're losing 4,000 people a day. They will lose 6,000 people a day. Their healthcare system is fucking overwhelmed. Now, you might think that's a Brazil problem. The same way that uh, Trump said, Trump and, uh, uh, oh God, his son-in-law, Kushner, said, well, this is, a, this is a blue state problem, so we're not going to do anything about it. Let's just let it run its course. It's a blue state. It's politically advantageous to us. No, it is your problem. Because what happens anywhere in the world from now on marches like the doomsday clock of the recapitulation closer and closer. And the less people get vaccinated, the more unprotected we are. So what does vaccination do? You know, fuck it. This is going to be the whole show this week. What does vaccination do? First of all, vaccination will not get you sick. This vaccine is an mRNA vaccine. It doesn't actually have any of the virus in it. It just has the, um, it mimics the virus. It mimics it genetically so that your cells, your, your antibody, your, your, your immune system 
recognizes it, which is one of the problems with the virus at large, is that your immune system doesn't recognize it, doesn't know how to handle it, it hijacks your cells, makes more of itself, and, you know, uses you as a vector to proliferate to other fucking people. So, you know, if you thought, oh, well, I don't need to get it because, you know, I'm not old. Guess what? Other thing this week. Cases rising in children in America. So that, you have to vaccinate. Because we, like I said uh, three weeks ago, we're in a race condition against these variants. Right now, not only are we losing, we're on the precipice just in, by virtue of what's happening in Michigan people in Michigan don't just stay in Michigan people in Michigan go all around people from all around go to Michigan we should not be opening up right now what is happening in the UK, what is happening in Europe, what is happening everywhere else once again will happen here and this time unlike the fucking whole year, pointless year, fucking absolute travesty. I mean, if this were 150 years ago, I could understand. Fine, let it run its course. We don't even really believe in the germ theory of fucking disease. You know, we don't we don't know what a virus is. 150 years ago, fine. But that we had science come up with a cure for this. And we just didn't take it. And so we all have to die. Is completely fucking unacceptable to me. So I spent uh, some of this week writing a, uh, a policy paper and recommendation. I'm not an epidemiologist. I'm not a scientist. Oh, I'm a data scientist. But... About... COVID vaccine passports and how they are absolutely essential and I, I'm not typing it up, it's finished and it's a it's great, it's not just a proposal, it is a detailed proposal it's 17 pages with uh, 10, 10 pages of appendices that are basically flowcharts and diagrams in terms of how how the next biggest step to maintaining or ever getting back to normal and saving the world is through vaccine passports and America's adoption of them and how they would work and the technical and privacy, every aspect of it is covered in this fucking plan. Um, I didn't didn't go into um, the encryption methods for anyway, for, for the for the magnetic strip but because that's, I'm not a cryptologist and that's kind of beyond, you know, blah, my, uh, it's, 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 uh, I'd be out of my depth, like just every, just like everyone else who isn't a cryptologist talking about encryption. I mean, like, I could talk about encryption as a thing and do it accurately, but I can't talk about the actual inner workings of an encryption method, like, you know, I mean, I can tell you which one's better in terms of security, but I can't, you know, I, 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 anyway, I'm not a cryptologist, but 
all privacy concerns allayed by this. All problems with like I don't have an ID allayed by this. All problems with replaceability, durability, privacy concerns, it doesn't track anything. It's a point of entry system. And the card is created for you when you get your first shot. And it's updated when you get your second shot. And it's updated any further shots that you get. There is no, it doesn't, at the point of entry, it doesn't phone back to Washington. It doesn't connect to a government server of any kind. It doesn't connect to a local server. It just analyzes the information that's on the card. It doesn't even analyze your name. I mean, that's one of the ways we could we could do it. It just says, it, it reads back one of three statuses. Red, and then there, by the way, there's a public policy attachment to this paper that explains how, from a legal and societal standpoint, this would work in all different sorts of scenarios. What sorts of buildings should have this kind of thing? Anyway, red means stop and mask. At the very least, it means mask, but it means stop. It means get the fuck out of here means you are not vaccinated. You're not getting on the plane, sir. You're not going to see the ball game, sir. You're not going into this movie theater, sir. You're not going into this Walmart. A lot of the spread from the early part of the fucking pandemic in America was from big box stores. Big box stores, though, you can wear a mask then. Yellow means partially vaccinated, which is the category that I currently fall into. Um, cause 26, I get my second shot. And then two, two weeks after that, I will be fully immu- immunized against the strain of virus from five months ago with hopefully a little bit of durability to the immunity. So that it'll last me for, you know, three months, six months, something like that, depending on how the variants shake out. Anyway. Yellow is okay. You you can you can come in if it's an airplane. You have to wear a mask. You have to wear a mask. And, and by the way, none of this supersedes any of the fucking basic shit. Everyone should be wearing a mask if you're in fucking public. If you're on this, I mean, unless you're walking down a neighborhood street where there's no other people, like in my suburban little fucking shithole here in Vegas. You should be wearing a mask. You don't need to wear a mask when you drive. You don't need to wear a mask. You know, you should put a mask on before you get out of your car. If you're going to the convenience store, you're going to, you know, anywhere. And for God's sake, fuck you, Texas, and fuck you, Texas Rangers. 38,000 people, no masks, crammed together, even though it was outdoors, when you're crammed together like that, so look for Texas in about three weeks. So yellow is, you know, yeah, okay, you're cool. You can come on in. You can get on the plane. You can go to the movie. You should wear a mask. In fact, you have to wear a mask. Everyone has to wear a mask. I don't understand what's so hard about this. It's fucking basic science. It's like, and we're not getting out of this without everyone. All one or all fucking none, as Dr. Bronner 
would say, all one or all none. It's simple. So then the third, the third light that comes on, and it doesn't even say anything, just one of three lights. That's it. And there's no arguing. There's no arguing. It just it just reads your card. Which and it, the only way to update that card is at either through a DMV kiosk. And the only reason why the government even has your information is so that because I, I dude, I set this up. I set this up. I'm a system fucking administrator. I'm a data scientist. I'm a programmer. I put this all in this paper. Because you need a, a replacement method for the card. What if you lose your card? Guess what? Your provisional card gets printed on a piece of paper. Because it's got a QR code and a barcode. At the point of create at the point of vaccination, person with a login puts your information into the vaccine database in, you know, the federal vaccine database or whatever for I call it the clear pass. It also contains a unique identification number for you. The reason for this is not, there is no pinging of this database when you actually try to use this to get into places or to get a job or to whatever. All All that does is just decode the information that's on the card. The reason why there's a federal fucking database of this all of which is encrypted and it's end-to-end encrypted is so that if you lose your card you can get a new one based off of that in, that individual ID number which you should never need to know or think about you know, blah 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 right now, I the, the scheme currently calls for it to be emailed which means yes, that's the least secure way of doing this ever, but it's better than making each individual person who gets vaccinated have to sign up with a fucking username and password that they create and then that that just you don't want to do that you just do not want to do that this is not tied with your social security number it's just your name you can be homeless without ID so long as you get a shot you get an ID you can tell them your name is fucking Gregory Burns or whatever the fuck you're, you're John Doe whatever the fuck you want um that information goes to the federal database, but it's the ID only only so that you can replace and or update your actual card. Um, either via the mail or via provisional printable card. And the only people who can really access this information are the people at the point of vaccination. That gets, in, that gets encrypted and put on the card uh, it's like a credit card, the magnetic strip, and a QR code, too, so you can flash it. So it doesn't require, it can either, you know, to get entry to the grocery store, it's like a fast pass. It, like, you know, it, bam. Like, it should take three extra seconds, only in the sense that you have to slow down from walking directly straight into the store. It's not going to create lines. It's not going to disadvantage store owners and everyone inside the store will know that no one who hasn't been vaccinated yet who's a fucking vector for infection from these variants. This is the only way we get back to normal consumer consumer commerce and American 
uh, capitalism in any sort of functional way. And we all have to do this together. So, fine. I guess this is our whole show. This is our whole show this week. I I do have a deal for you, though, but I I, I just want to say to anti-vaxxers, I'm not going to say that you're stupid. I'm going to say that you've been misinformed. I'm going to I'm going to say that if from what I have heard, and I, I know some anti-vaxxers, the biggest thing that I hear is well, we don't know what the vaccine's gonna do. You know, like what the long-term effects of it might be. That's not true. <laughs> That's not true. We do know. Because this is not a vaccine that was like, you know, grown in eggs and shit. This is not a small part of the virus. This is a vaccine that's different from any other vaccine that we've ever had in a lot of ways. But basically, an mRNA vaccine does not even have any of the virus in it. It just makes your immune system aware of what the virus looks like. And, you know, makes the, the immune system identify it and attack it as a pathogen that's what immunity is when you can fight off infection degrees of infection it has been administered to hundreds of millions of people including myself I understand and yes we do not know it's a valid point we don't know what the vaccine might do to you in the long term except we do we really do it's not going to do anything to you in the long term it's going to prevent you from getting sick enough to be hospitalized or sick enough to die from most COVID strains that are extant right now this is why you have to get your shot now we're in a race condition against the variants and the variants are going to come in waves. Right now, what they're doing in Michigan is a fucking science experiment. Right now, what they're doing in Texas is a fucking science experiment. Oh, and by the way, my position paper, my position and policy paper, which includes technical guidelines, has flowcharts that, that show it's a both public-facing and, you know, uh, um, uh, a, you know, governmental a government-facing kind of paper, which I've never written one, but I, I read this week on how to write one because I, you know, I'm not even going to type it up because already right now, state legislatures in several states across the country are preventing, they're legislating that it, that that business owners cannot require vaccination status as being a requirement for hire. That is not the way forward. That is the way to get us all fucking killed. And the GOP is so fucking up in arms in this shit because they see another wedge issue 
Meanwhile, they're playing with all of our, not just other people's lives. This is your life. This is my life. This is our way of life that they're playing with. And their fucking news organization, Fox News, is just spewing endless fucking lies to a degree that it is unthinkable. It is unthinkable. And it's depressing. It is absolutely bone-crushingly depressing. Because if we don't win this, we're all dead. I'll close with this final thought of going back to Plague, Inc. I almost always win. Because I've played it so many times. It doesn't matter what the pathogen is. I can almost always win. Almost always. Back in the day, I always won. Took me like, you know, three months, two months, and then I always won. Because it's just, there's not enough randomness in, in in the universe to overwhelm a pathogen that becomes pandemic scale that is not met with any sort of scientific scientific and societal and governmental action to counteract the pandemic even the 1918 even the spanish flu we all wore masks and then it came back a year later and then it went away forever covid-19 is not going to be the same thing so here's the end game for plague inc in this scenario we'll take the present day and we'll jump we'll throw that into the into the plaguing scenario this is when the recap has happened it's happening has happened means that I've spread around my pathogen has spread around the world to everywhere it's been to every country every community and there are active hosts who are you know blah but we're running out of hosts that's the next phase that we're looking at. That's when you get this stochastic fucking nightmare scenario. What is the stochastic? Okay, so what, what, what nightmare scenario? I'll explain it to you very simply. There are people in the United States and around the world, but mainly the United States, who say, you know, give whatever excuse that they want. By the way, my paper, no religious exemption. There is no, if you want to go to school in this country, anywhere, any level of school, you have to be vaccinated. Um, right now, they're they're opening it up from 12 to 15. Done. We have to get... We have to prevent the va- the virus from acquiring new hosts. But the bottom line is this. After the recapitulation, even if I'm struggling in Plague Inc. against a cure that is rapidly mounting, by that point, I am able to mutate something horrible. Something horrible like, you know, brain hemorrhages, pulmonary edema, fucking uh, total organ failure, hysterical blindness, insanity, um, skin lesions, hemophilia. All sorts of symptoms that are absolutely lethal 
And at that point in the game, it only ends one way. I kill everyone. Everyone dies. Every major country falls. Within, Even if I have to go to the long game. Like I said, my average, not my average, but you know, the fastest I've ever done it, ever killed humanity, was one year and 13 days. On average, it's about 14 months for all of my winning, where I kill everybody. Everyone's dead. There is not a scenario, and this is what's most sobering to me, where after by virtue of having infected so many people and so many hosts the DNA dice have been rolled so many times that this super predator virus doesn't come into being and that's what we're seeing right now that's what the South African variant is that's what the British variant is that's what the California variant is that's what, and you're going to see more variants that will require vaccine boosters Luckily, because of the miracle of science, we can reprogram the vaccine using CRISPR at will. But here's the thing. At this point in Plague Inc., if this were happening in the game, there's no more America. There's no more South America, there's no more UK, China is destroyed Russia is gone these places fall into anarchy as they're overwhelmed by the corpses and here's what's fucked up about this this phase of the game the reaping phase as I call it, which happens after the recapitulation when I am now, when my, my pathogen is immune to all climates, can spread through the air, through the water, through insects, through all animals, has high durability. And, and there's other symptoms too. Like it can be transmitted through sweat, through fever, through bloody lesions, through hemophilia, through diarrhea. All of that happens in about one week. One to three weeks. So what I'm what I'm saying is if you're waiting to get vaccinated because you want to be sure about the vaccine and its long-term health consequences, take it from someone who's gotten COVID twice. You don't want COVID. COVID almost killed me. Um, both times it almost killed me. There's I call it the night of the hard breathing at both times, 10th night you just can't breathe Yeah, <laughs> for about 12 hours in my case, both times 10th night but more pernicious for me as a 40 year old I'll tell you that right now You're right, Ivor. Thank you. Yeah, Ivor, hold up the whiskey sign. Was the brain fog. And just when I had started to come out of it, nine months after my first infection, I just started to really feel like I came out of it. A couple months later, I got my second infection. This time, it's 
Not as bad, the fog. It's still there, though, and it's impossible. I'm unable to evaluate it. That's the most mild symptom of this disease. I got a vaccine. Worst thing about me getting my first shot, I got the Moderna, was I had to be at at UNLV, unloved. Mm. And they have all of these trees there that were spewing pollen and so I sneezed for like nine hours after I got home and just snot everywhere and I took allergy meds for it and they didn't work and the next day I went because I was like I was going to order more allergy medication from Amazon Um, I went and I looked at I wanted to know which type of which brand I had taken they'd been expired for two years that was the worst thing that happened to me with my vaccine. I did feel a little mildly lethargic. I took a nap that afternoon or the, the next day for 15 minutes. That was it. Um, Even if it gives you flu, even if it gives you flu-like symptoms, it's the difference between you and me stopping this thing from killing our friends, our family, members, it's not about the old people anymore it's coming for us, it's coming for everybody you know, I include uh, old people as us as well, because we're all fucking human beings doesn't give a fuck about your politics so there, you have a you have a simple choice you can help save the world literally, and I'm not joking you can do your fucking part and help save the world, get yourself and your family fucking vaccinated. You do your patriotic fucking duty. Your duty to your friends and family, because this is not about you. It's about everybody else. And if you can't jump into that worldview, if you can't understand that imperative, if you are so self-absorbed, Then, the, then then there's the other path and the other path is this best case scenario we go through cycle after cycle of this with it becoming increasingly more lethal hopefully not for at least two years but it could happen any day literally any day like what what, what happened before the B the, the B113 virus the variant uh, was everywhere there was no B113. And it was, you know, whatever. We're just dealing with COVID. And then there was this other thing. Well, if you wait until people start dying that you know, and I think that everyone now knows someone who has died from this fucking virus. I I know I know several people. Or if you've not been affected in any way by this virus and you're waiting with skepticism to see someone in your immediate family fucking die because you won't get a shot and it's not just about your family it's about it's about your co-workers your friends, your community your, your state 
county. Your your it's about your school. It's about it's about the world. It's if you if you are refusing to get vaccinated, if you're refusing common sense fucking policy, then and you're waiting until someone dies, guess what? It won't just be one. It won't just be one. Viruses mutate constantly. I mean, when I say constantly, I mean that's, they're just essentially a bundle of fucking D, of, of, of RNA. That's all they are. They just hijack your DNA. I always get that backwards. But whatever. They're, they're like an alien thing. They're not like um, they're not like a bacteria. They're not like a a thing that is a cause. All a virus is is it causes symptoms and it destroys you. Um, if you're waiting to get vaccinated then you're waiting for the virus to mutate something horrible and by then it will be too late for a vaccine for you for me for anyone and it will be too late to be able to reprogram and redeploy boosters because we will be too busy burying the dead So there, there's your hat. I was going to talk all about Valheim. I, I have a deal for you this week, and that, that's it. That's our show this week, I guess. But I abandoned this policy paper because I realized, I mean, I was going to type it up tonight, and I was like, you know, they're passing laws against this fucking shit right now in GOP-controlled states, and it's just fucking crazy. It's crazy. They, they're already ahead of this of this paper where they're trying to legislate that making it prohi- trying to prohibit business owners from being able to hire and fire based on vaccination status guess what that's what we need schools we need that too you know it's 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 insane it's insane. These are known fucking things. This is not a mystery. You know, if you don't, if you don't want to get meals, mumps, rubella vaccine, guess what? You don't get to go to school. Polio. We eradicated polio. Anti-vaxxer motherfuckers. They bring it back. You support fucking crippled children. That's great. That's great because why? In point one one twelve thousandth, read Doctor Hote- Peter Hotez's book about his daughter's autism and how vaccines did not cause it. It's a great book. Unless you're invincibly ignorant and just you just don't fucking care. It's free. It's not going to hurt you. could save other people's lives all of our lives together has to be together 
So our deal this week is called Xeon 25. Z-E-O-N 25. Uh, it's 87% off at 51 cents now through April 12th, which is the day after tomorrow. This is a top-down uh, scrolling shooter that starts off so stupid. Like, you think this game is going to suck. Like, you think it's like, oh my god, 51 cents. How did I waste this? Why am I playing this? It's it's so, it seems so terrible for the first two minutes. But then it sucks you in. And then you start to see what the game does. It's It's a roguelike, almost, of a space shooter where this guy just took the simplest idea and then kept doing it, kept doing it, kept doing it. And there's other levels and stuff, but there's all these upgrades and and things, and it, it's a great mind-erasing relaxation. And it's super fun. I played it for, what? 23 minutes. Because I only got it today. But right now, it's 51 cents. It's totally worth more than that. Now through April 12th, if you like scrolling space shooters, uh, check it out. Um. Yeah, we never got out of our top stories, though, did we? Uh, so next week we'll talk about the top stories that we should have talked about this week, which were uh, the developer of the f- very popular freeware um, Steam game uh, Vector resigned and posted a beautiful resignation letter. I'm trying to get him on the show for next week, but he's kind of difficult to contact. Um, another news, Hellish Court, you know, the sword fighting game, the dueling game, They, as if responding to my desperate pleas uh, on this show pre- last couple of weeks, they have now added move lists for all of the characters. The move lists are accurate, but the the way they, they're executed because it's still in early access you know, it depends Wasteland 3 is pissing me off and finally the website now works again it's incredibly disgusting looking if anyone knows uh, someone who is good at doing custom Drupal theming who is good at it, who's better at it than I am and I'm I used to be on a scale of 1 to 10 I used to be a 3 meaning I could do it I could I could create custom themes um but yeah, the website's back up. It looks like shit, but it's functional. So, you're welcome. Anyway, go get a shot, people. Cheers, thanks for listening. Hate to be Mr. Doom and Gloom, but this is what we're looking at right now. This is what has happened this week. Wear a mask, people. Wear a mask. Not too much to ask. Cheers, thanks for listening. See you next week, hopefully. The best Linux games podcast is brought to you by Blue Wizard is about to die. Now available for the first time as an ebook on Amazon.com. To subscribe to the podcast using a Linux-based podcatcher like Podracer, or to see our YouTube gameplay videos, please visit www.bestlinuxgames.com. Also, join our Steam community group, Best Linux Games, Friends Cookie Sprite, and follow him on Twitter at VegasWriter. BLGP is also brought to you by the Radio Control Room Project. 
For details, please visit www.rcrproject.com or rfihc.com. Zig thanks you. For great justice.